0: This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF.
1: This is News Radio 1290, WNBF News. Mostly cloudy today, then gradually becoming sunny on your 41. Mostly clear tonight, low around 20. Sunshine on Tuesday with a high near 40. Wise Markets has announced it intends to remodel two former giant stores in Broome County even as it prepares to close one location. The Pennsylvania-based company issued a statement Friday after WNBF News reported the Wise store on Conklin Avenue on Binghamton's south side would be shut down. In the email statement, Wise said the store would close on or around March 2nd the statement indicated the decision to end operations at the site was made after careful consideration and review. The statement said the Conklin Avenue stores, 52 full and part time workers, have been offered positions at other nearby Wise locations, including three remaining sites in Binghamton. Wise said they remain committed to other southern tier stores. The company statement said it plans to start remodeling the Pennsylvania Avenue and Robinson Street stores. That work is expected to be completed this spring. A judge has rejected a challenge to New York State's licensing program to sell legal marijuana. Aspiring vendors from California say the program unconstitutionally discriminates against out-of-state residents. The ruling Friday, by a federal judge in Albany says the public interest in letting properly licensed businesses take over the state market outweighs the plaintiff's concerns. The judge says the main purpose of the Commerce Clause that plaintiffs say should open the market to out-of-staters doesn't apply to the federally illegal cannabis trade. The ruling may clear the way for New York to issue hundreds of licenses to sell marijuana in a state where most sales occur at businesses without a cannabis license. The investigation into the circumstances surrounding that resulted in a worker being hurt at a Binghamton parking garage demolition site is underway. The Federal Occupational Safety and Health Administration's Syracuse office was informed of last week's worksite incident. A man who was involved in a project to remove the remaining structure of the Water Street parking ramp was injured when he apparently became trapped under concrete. The incident occurred around 3 p.m. last Monday as demolition crews worked above the north end of the Boscoff's department store on Water Street. The man who was pinned under the concrete was reported to be in a roof area 35 feet above the street. Co-workers apparently managed to free him before firefighters got to him. He was led down the stairs and evaluated by medics on the sidewalk near the north entrance to Boscov's. The injured worker, whose name was not released by Binghamton police, was taken to a hospital for what appeared to be a leg injury. An OSHA spokesperson told WNBF News the agency began an inspection of the work site last Tuesday. On September 20th, 2023, the Pennsylvania State Police Bureau of Criminal Investigation Northeast Computer Crime Task Force obtained a search warrant for electronic devices belonging to Connor Ray King of Smyrna, New York. The devices were forensically examined, finding evidence of child sexual abuse material. Criminal charges were filed against the defendant. This case started from information received from the social application Snapchat. King was criminally charged with 51 felony two counts of sexual abuse of children and one one felony three count of criminal use of a communication facility. A preliminary arraignment was held and bail was set at $30,000 monetary bail with restrictions. He was remanded to the Susquehanna County Prison. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro will deliver his second budget proposal to Pennsylvania lawmakers with a firmer grasp on how he wants to pursue top priorities and his state in a strong fiscal position. Ahead of the delivery set for tomorrow, most details of the Democratic governor's budget plan for the 2024-25 fiscal year starting on July 1st remain under wraps. But Shapiro has made it clear he will seek more money for higher education and public transit agencies and possibly underfunded public schools. Shapiro's first budget proposal disappointed many allies. This year, he is returning with recommendations from appointees on major issues. Meanwhile, tax collections are meeting expectations and Shapiro has a strong cash cushion. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF.
2: Joseph. This is Binghamton Now, Monday, February 5th, 2024. 607-772-1290 is our number as we start a new week, the first full week of February with temperatures in the daytime in the 40s and 50s. This is what the groundhog has promised. And a great groundhog he is. Welcome to my world as we begin the broadcast. Remember, we're here every weekday morning from 9 to noon. So uh, time management is essential. If you waste your time, you'll find out you won't get in be able to talk on the program. Some people find out the hard way. Oh, I thought I'd wait till the third hour and take my chances. Well, you can do that. Or you can be among the first to speak this week on news radio, WNBF. Top stories. Let's take a look at the top stories. Well, the top story just from the New York Times this morning. Website. Mudslides and rescues along with power outages, follow record rainfall in California. A large part of L.A. County under a flash flood warning includes, by the way, for our listeners in Pacific Palisades and Malibu, flash flood warning. Forecasters are warning much more rain is on its way. So if you're in Pacific Palisades, Malibu, and other parts of Southern California, beware. More rain is heading your way all right let's take a phone call good morning wnbf you're on the air what's your first name where are you calling from well this is
3: a bright and bushy tailed up since five o'clock carol from johnson city welcome went to six uh, thanks hi i usually don't call first i'm usually not so worked up like i am this morning when i heard uh our favorite president in parentheses or with a asterisk after it, like, I don't really believe that. But anyway, I just feel like criticizing, uh, president Biden, his tone of voice that he was using when he was blabbing on this morning on your early news report, I, I was, uh, sort of like maybe half paying attention, but he had the same tone of voice I, Well, he was criticizing Trump for something. I, I can't remember exactly what it was. Uh, maybe it had to do with, uh, what happened in did Trump win uh South Carolina I I like got lost uh, in the reporting did he did they have the primary vote yet
2: don't know no no they they didn't so no Trump uh, Trump just the only thing the only thing I know is Trump lost in 2020 and he lost by more than 7 million votes that's all I know
3: okay well the 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 newsworthy thing that he was saying, and newsworthy is in quotes, questionably uh, newsworthy, uh, ridiculing Trump about something, which I can't remember or didn't comprehend or whatever. And he was using the same tone of voice that he did when he was ranting on about, this was several years ago, like way several years ago, before the COVID, maybe you could even find it. If you could find uh, that uh, it's live that live thing that
2: always makes All me right. laugh. Hold on. Hold he on. Was, Hold on. I found it. Hold on. Listen carefully.
3: You're one
4: of only two presidents in American history, you and Herbert Hoover, who left office with fewer jobs than when you took office. Yeah. Herbert Hoover, yes.
5: <laughs>
3: Donald Herbert Hoover Trump. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So
2: that was President Biden it, speaking right. in Las just recently. Vegas. Right.
3: Okay. Does anybody remember that what had happened about the job thing when the COVID came and people were not working, but, but that's like, he just, he's like a trained puppet or a puppy. I should say or trained, whatever, uh trained animal. He, he says, maybe sometimes he says half ass things when he talks uh, off the cuff, you know, but the one thing I was remembering that he said several years ago before the virus, I think way before the virus, well, there was some sort of crime wave going on, maybe either house break-ins or something was going on. And he got on the radio or on the news and he's talking about, go on your back patio deck porch and go and shoot off your gun. And he said it. he kept, he repeated it several times. What a freaking idiot. I'm telling you. I, and I, I, I just, don't people remember all the nutty things he has said in the past? That's the thing that I'm wondering. You well, of course never they remember. They, well, I don't know if they remember that crazy thing that he was yelling about. And Democrats are supposed to be against guns, against the, NRI, nobody's the NRA. Nobody's against
2: nobody's against the guns. People, what people are against is the Democrats are. Oh, they're. You know what they're really against? They're they're the against guns. anybody who is calling someone to behave violently.
6: Like to punch him in the face. I'll tell
3: you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not crazy about
2: that. He's I probably, mean, I hope I hope he regrets he said that. That let's be honest. Let's Maybe be even honest. Said more than once. It's <laughs> terrible. That is terrible. There's it's yes, it um, it's indefensible. I, I love the poorly educated. <laughs> he loves the poorly educated. So I that's why that that's either. why he loves people more from, say, Mississippi than New York yeah well does
3: does that mean I'm the uneducated if I only have one year of college
2: <laughs> no you you grew up in new york you have you have a lot of education he ain't so. he ain't talking about you carol
3: oh uh, that's good well i just want i just was wondering how many people remember that he he was like ranting about getting out your gun and shooting it off your back porch patio deck whatever.
2: Maybe that was it. it Could have been Sarah Palin on her back porch when she was looking at at uh, Putin.
3: No, there there was some there was some crime there was some crime waves business going on, which prompted him to uh, say that. Who said it? And Biden.
2: Oh, I don't remember that. I don't. I don't remember Biden ever saying something of of that nature
3: reason that donald trump is a former president they played it several times on the news it was probably a year or two prior to the uh, onset of the virus really um, and and he was like a maniac
2: like yeah. a maniac
3: do you think that, that, uh, he is a maniac
2: you don't I mean that you don't I, you don't go I, on the I, radio I, and call the president I, of the united states a maniac.
3: Okay, okay. If all you people out there who know Polish, here comes a Polish phrase: yes idiotę." And it's not a swear word. Trust me. Yeah, I Polish,
2: should I Polish, should have bleeped on, it. I should have bleeped it. I'm sorry. No, to our not, listeners it's, who it's understand not. Polish, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I wasn't prepared to bleep it because I I didn't think Carol would try to slip it's one not, past it's us. It's not.
3: anything. It's not anything of, of swearing. Well, of then anything.
2: tell. Tell the rest of us what it means.
3: He's an idiot.
2: <gasps> oh,
6: Carol. You know when he's Mr. Tough Guy when he's standing behind a microphone
2: by himself. That's what uh, Trump said about me after the big interview from ten years ago.
3: Oh, Bob. I am so I'm so riled up. Um, Are all these people out there in the audience, including that one guy that calls towards the end of the show, he must have a fortune teller's Glass ball, where he's like finding out the truth. How how does he? He he speaks of such knowledge that is so uh, like it's almost documented. Like this is a, a lot of these things. It's always they this and they that.
6: Who the hell does
5: he
3: think he is? Many times you correct people and say, "Who's they? Who's the they of which you speak?"
2: Well, all we can say, we know what the American people are thinking at this very moment. Well, you're right. Well, that's the reason I'm
5: running, because we have to win. No, no, I I give my word. We have to. There's
6: not much of a choice here.
3: I was listening to Mike Gallagher, whom I uh, always said was arrogant, and he, he still is. But he's been saying some decent things lately, so I've been listening to him. And he played a snippet of a skit from Saturday Night Live in November of 2015 before he even announced to run for president. And um, it was, he said, it's very difficult to find. They had a great deal of difficulty finding it. But anyway, uh, Ivanka was uh, on the stage and uh, they had someone imitating uh, Melania. And it had to do with, you know, Being president, they they ran the skit as if uh, Trump is was president at the time of the skit, and uh, he said it's very difficult to find. I don't know. I guess he's got these technical people.
2: Yeah, it's called YouTube. (laughs) All you have to do is go to YouTube. That's that's how difficult it was. But you know, sometimes you you have to uh, amuse the audience by making it sound like it was something difficult when in fact. Probably one of his unpaid interns punched in the keywords to YouTube and had it ready to go in less than two seconds.
3: You know, I'm having a really I, I, because I've been up for so many hours. I, Why? I'm really, Why have you
2: been up for so many hours? How come you didn't get the requisite eight always, hours sleep?
3: Well, because I usually get five, but I'm always I'm always up at either four or five o'clock, and I, I get in like a half day's work <laughs> before. Uh, whatever
2: well in then do you, you at least light. take a nap like uh, in the afternoon no
3: but I but I but I fall asleep early early in the evening hmm. and uh, usually this is this is meant to be kind of funny in the summertime when it gets dark later you know it's still light like about eight eight o'clock 8.30. Hmm. how I know I fell asleep is because the night light in the bathroom is not on <laughs> <laughs> I I I wake up at, you know four in the morning and like I've had you know like maybe five, six hours of sleep, I go, oh, well, I must have fallen asleep when it was still daylight because the bathroom nightlight is
2: not. Well, <laughs> well, just think. Just think. It's going to be summer. It's going to be summer uh, in a, a few weeks, according to the ground dog.
3: I know. And uh, what is it? Uh, sunset is now about 519, 520. Well, it was 519, I think, on Friday. So it must have moved up to 521 by by today. And it's really encouraging because I can't stand to do anything under artificial light. I got to have natural daylight. But not only that, do you think catchers and pitchers have uh, 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 shown up at uh, spring training yet? I'm not sure when pitchers and catchers show up. But I'm really, I already bought my Meet the Mets. I think I may have said that already. I bought my Meet the Mets dinner ticket already. And there's sales tax on it, which well, surprises of me.
2: Well, that's because... They never
3: had sales tax. We never had sales tax before. Unless well, it was maybe they were supposed to.
2: Well, they were probably supposed to. And then probably, probably someone pointed it out. Someone discovered, you know, all these years we were supposed to be charging the sales tax. And, well...
3: Well, anyway, Molly, who is head of the ticket group... Uh, she gave me a call because i said please in the you know when the season ended please don't forget to call me because i don't have the internet because they send out email reminding mm-hmm. people and uh, so she personally called me that day i went down the day she called me i went down and got my ticket for the dinner all right so uh, is there any other caller coming in there's a phone nope, ringing no no all Did the I phone lines are anybody? all the
2: phone lines are busted it, well, I just hope none of the phone lines is working, Carol. We, we have in all of Binghamton, we have the the last remaining phone line that's working. Others have been apparently unplugged. Okay,
3: so you're going to
2: let me blab on and make a fool n- of myself? N- n- no, 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 no. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to let you go now and tend to your chores, and then you can get a nap at noon after the program's over. Well,
3: you know where I am. I'll just tell you, I am at Wendy's and in Endicott. <laughs> I'm on my... Are
2: you really there?
3: I'm in the parking lot. I'm looking open for breakfast. I was just there. I was
2: just there. The one on the corner of Washington. I was uh, just there. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, I... Well, I mean, obviously not just there, because I've been on the radio now for the last 12 minutes, but before, I don't usually disclose this, but since you brought it up, I was just there. I was in Endicott. There was... um, I'm not going to go into any further detail because it didn't turn into anything really newsworthy. But there was a situation in Endicott that I checked out. And after I talked with the police officers and fire personnel on the scene and discerned that it really was not going to be a news story, then I said, you know, I'm really hungry. I wonder if they have any Big Macs there. So I went right over.
3: Interesting. Well, th- one of the reasons why I get up, uh, well, particularly earlier uh, on Monday, is because I go to six forty-five mass at St.
2: James. So, uh, so, but I, why are you, if it's at St. James in Johnson City? How did you find yourself at Washington Avenue in Endicott? Well, did you make a wrong turn?
3: Because no, because I wanted to stop at the uh, Uves, the, the uh, ambulance place there, sure, uh, on the main street. Uh, And ask them a question. And so I just kept on going and I thought.
2: I was just over there, too. I mean, near there, near Avenue B. Because I was checking on another story I'm working on in in Endwell, which is just uh, a couple blocks away from the uh, Union Ambulance Headquarters on Avenue B.
3: Well, I really, I really uh, agonized over should I turn left when I came off of the street to get onto Main to go to Vestal, or should I turn right because I'm on my way to Target. So uh, it's like six to one, half a dozen of So So I decided to come this way and then backtrack on the Parkway. No,
2: you should have stopped uh, by yeah. the uh, that Speedy Shack when, when, over there. You, you went right past the Speedy Shack.
3: Exactly
2: on Main Street. You Should have gotten a breakfast, Speedy.
3: Nah, yeah, no. I, I, I hate to say this, but I think their speedies are a, a little too vinegary. Who, which which brand is that that's over there? You can't say the name.
2: No, I can't say Lupo's. Oh, you can't, oh okay. You can't say, you can't say Lupo's Charpit on the program <laughs> well, on East I Main Street, who's Nindwell.
3: The, well, because the, uh, you uh, have a sponsor for the baseball announcing, and they uh, advertise the Who's the speedy giant? Is that Lupo's, the uh, ones that have their speedies at the ballpark?
2: Wow, that's Lupo's over in West Endicott, which I was also over there this morning where Steve Lupo does all the, and his people do all the the speedies. I mean, that's where over they process Dixon. the speed over on Dixon that, that's Street.
3: That's over at Dixon, yeah. yeah I was that's over,
2: and I was over, listen to all the places I was uh, near. I didn't, <laughs> uh, I, I was near Our Lady of Good Counsel, you've heard of them. I was oh, near the golf course, Enjoy. I was near the delightful red carpet inn that's still closed after all these years. I to-
3: yes. I was at the village, uh, not village, at the town of Union meeting when these people were the presenters for the uh, possibility of turning that place into apartments. And it was so exciting uh, to have them talk about it because the uh, uh, I don't know it just was because well you know what I think so is bad. exciting
2: when they announce that they're, they're they they're gonna they're gonna convert it into a place where they can house 50 migrants the migrants who were getting into fights in New York City they're gonna move up to there that would be a good idea because they would that, that would be a lot more relaxing than in the middle of Times Square
3: you're going against the Jason Garner uh policy of not having any Like that going
2: on here But he could be working on it He's working on something right now I can't tell you, but he is working on something Regarding that site So I can't go into any further detail No, people can't just If they're um, Bussing migrants up here They can't do it without permission of the county But if it's a county-sponsored project They could do it then Interesting And it would be nice because it's right next to the church, virtually. I mean, they could reopen the restaurant. They could turn that, uh, what was it, the Red Lion restaurant. They could turn that into a little Chick-fil-A. They would be open only four days a week. And wow. they could, it's right next to the uh, Charles F. Johnson Elementary School. So their kids could go to school. It, you know, it's just behind the where the, the motel was. So it's very convenient. If they want to golf. At Enjoy. It's right across the street.
3: I I just can't believe that somebody is not taking advantage of that location.
2: Well, it's a good location. Unfortunately, the building has to come down.
3: Have they determined that?
2: Uh, if they were going to turn, I that- I trust me on this one. The building has to come down. That's all I can say.
3: I know. Well, they, they uh, trust I me. I think there was a I, okay. There was a comment that was made. I'm not sure if, uh, oh, no, I think that was the, the Binghamton mayor made a comment about tearing something down to make it shovel-ready and more uh, uh, what's uh, feasible for someone to take take it over, buy the property, and turn it into something, rather than buy it and be responsible for tearing the building down.
2: Yeah. Well, stuff. Hey, thanks for calling in. Glad you uh, got in. First, you, first caller of the week. Congratulations.
3: Thank you. Oh, my God. Oh, that's right. Well, thank you for letting me, like, again, I'm repeating myself. Thank
2: oh, yeah, you well, like I, I say, all of our phone lines apparently are broken, so appreciate <laughs> your filling fill the time with some interesting stuff. Hope you have a great day. God
7: bless you, Bob Joseph.
2: Take care, Carol. Bye-bye. Bye. It's 929 WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. On your side, 607-772-1290. You can try the phone lines. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe they'll work. Or... Maybe the Chinese have finally succeeded at hacking Binghamton's telecommunications system.
0: From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290, also available at 92.1 FM. We sell the ultimate driving machine at Galt BMW.
2: WNBF Binghamton Live, local. It's Binghamton now, Monday morning. More calls, more often. Bonnie from Shenango Forks, you're on the air. morning,
8: Bob. Uh, Listen, why don't we talk about the illegal immigrant stuff here, please, if I may. Uh, Listen, uh, I'm not happy with it. Um, And I don't know what your opinion is, Bob. Share it with me if you want when I'm done. But uh, there's thousands of them that, that were brought over here in New York City. Uh, buses full. uh, due to our president, we can thank him. And he is the one that, that allowed this to happen. And frankly, I don't like him and I can't stand him. He's not going to get my vote. Um, they're down there in New York city. I'm hearing this all over the news. They're, they're fighting with the police officers, which they don't have a right to lay a hand on. If we did, we'd be arrested for assault. Listen, it's that simple. I'm seeing this on TV. These two younger guys, and they're walking out of the, out of the courthouse last week. Flipping the birds, sticking their tongues out, acting like real punks. And they are punks. Got attitudes severely. They're not here to bring peace. Um, and if they don't like your Frank likes they ship them right back out of here. But that's not going to happen. Um, but I'm hearing they're sending them out in Plains to California. They're, they're coming into California, New York City, Texas. Um, where else? I don't know. But they're getting in. And I'm just sitting there I'm thinking about this. Listen, the disrespect is beyond my comprehension. Um, they're bringing crime, violence, drugs.
2: Well, I say this is my position. They should respect the law.
8: Absolutely. We all do. So listen, so that's where it becomes, and I talked to an officer last night, actually. I ran into one, a sheriff, and they're all great guys. I respect them all, especially the days we're living in today. It's just that they put their lives on the line every day if people don't realize that. And and you better respect them if they do pull you over because you don't know what they just dealt with on their job.
2: All right. Appreciate your call. The lines seem to be working at the moment. Bob from Port Dickinson, you're on the air. Oh, Bob. How are you this morning? Great. How's it going?
9: Good, good. Just wanted to share with you and your listeners, uh, our organization, Citizens for a Better Broom, meets uh, the first Monday of the month. That happens to be today. Uh, we meet at 6 o'clock over at the Park Diner. We're excited. We've got a speaker tonight uh, coming in, Robert Peake, who's the minister at the First Presbyterian Church. In Johnson City by the Arch, he is going to share with us some thoughts he has on our mission and how, uh, you know, we're trying to make things better for the taxpayers and citizens of Broome County. And he's doing the same thing, saving their souls uh, in the religious end of it. So we've asked him to come and say a few words to us, give us a little pep talk on uh, how our missions might merge a little bit and we could work together for the betterment of the people of Broome County, which... uh, We think that's a nice, you know, attainable goal, something we can do instead of uh, screaming at the TV, at Fox News and CNN and worrying about what happens nationally. Let's see what we can do here locally and uh, try to control our own destiny to some extent. So I'm happy to invite any one of your listeners, regardless of your political bent, to join us at the Park Diner at six o'clock tonight in the back room and uh, enjoy uh, a give and take with us and uh, with Reverend Peake.
2: All right. Well, thanks for the information, and I hope you have a great meeting.
9: Thanks, Bob, and uh, hope to see you there as well.
2: well. I won't be because I have a meeting elsewhere at, at 7 p.m. But
9: Okay. Well, maybe next time. But anyway, folks, 6 o'clock, the park diner, all, all are welcome.
2: Okay. Thank you, sir. Let's see. Oh, the lines are still working. It's remarkable in twenty twenty four that phone lines would actually work for seven consecutive minutes, Beverly from the town of Dickinson Good morning
7: uh hi, Bob. I just watched it, uh, sixty minutes last night, and the immigrants were coming through the fence, right, and they were going up this little this little this little hill, and they were throwing uh their their passports away. And they were walking two miles to get it in into one of the border li- borderline bands, and guess what? there was a um um a border patrol officer was within a hundred feet away from them, and he was letting them through.
2: And why would he do that? He didn't do nothing okay. Well, why? I don't
7: know, Bob. well
2: but, maybe but maybe, maybe his supervisor said, "Let him in
7: yeah, then they then they walked two miles to get into uh, uh, the board of vans. and in the meantime, they were throwing their passports away so so they wouldn't know.
2: Well, maybe they'll get some new passports from the U.S. Passport Office.
7: Yeah, did you see in uh, in New York City where they're getting fifty three million dollars and they're giving the uh, the the immigrants uh, so much money on a, dep- on a on a on a on uh, a uh, some kind of a card and they can go anywhere in the United States? That's a lot of crap.
2: Well, maybe they'll come here. This is a nice place. Like I say, if they would only fix up that motel there in West Endicott, I mean, it's not in great shape. I think if anybody is going to redevelop it for a commercial uh, project, that it would have to come down. But at least for temporary housing, they could probably fix it up in a couple of months and make it livable for at least 50 people. City. What's that? The kids couldn't go to school. They could go to UE. There's a school right Behind the motel there on West Main Street, Charles F. Johnson. I don't know, Bob. So there,
7: there's something wrong
2: with our. There's something wrong with our government. Well, there always has been. That's not new. As far back as I can remember, there's been something wrong with our government, but it doesn't make it a bad country.
7: Why are they doing it, Bob?
2: Because we need more people. Have you s- seen the the want ads? But, they're having trouble filling jobs Restaurants and other businesses Can't get enough people to work We need people in this country Who are willing to work
7: Yeah, but Bob They should come in They should come into our country
2: Correctly well, I agree They should go through the proper procedure But the system is not working correctly If they go through the proper procedures It could take them years Before they would be able to get in Who has that kind of time?
7: I, I don't know, but Biden's not getting my vote this year. Uh, who's the other one that's running against him?
2: R- RFK Junior. May I think RFK Junior. says he wants to be president, so he is. Um, it's a well-known name. The Kennedy brand is uh, respected by many Americans.
7: So you know, I mean, uh, I don't know, Bob. I feel sorry that the kids, that the children that are, that are, have, uh, have to grow up in this, in, the, in this society. I mean, it's wrong.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, everything is going to be fine. You know, this is, this is not that different than other times in this country's history. We've, had, we've always had challenges. At any given time, this country has been dealing with multiple challenges, and this country always, always comes through whatever challenges we face stronger and better than ever
7: yeah well bob i i feel sorry for the kids that are, grow, that are growing up but especially the little ones that are in kindergarten and so forth
2: well then I blame their sorry. parents you know that that's the thing you know in this day and age if you're if you're gonna have a kid, think about this. Think about what your kid is gonna face in this country for the next 100 years. That's you know, don't blame the kids. Blame the parents for having the kids at at this point in time. Why would anybody want to risk it? Take it, you know, having kids, twins, triplets, more, because we're living in uncertain times.
7: Yeah, well, well, like I said, Bob, I, I'm I'm up in years, you know, and you know I'm. Just like my father always used to say, he, he said, when we get old past 80, we're living on borrowed time, you know? And he always said that. He said that for years. Yeah, well. And my, when, before my father died in 94, we were we had a Christmas dinner here at the house. And, and that was back in 1993. And my father always said, that when he passes away, the United States will get worse.
2: And you know what? He was right. (laughs) Yeah, look at the gas prices. Anyway, thanks for calling in. Hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too. 941, look at the gas prices. Am I right, people? You're listening to Bob Joseph Live on WNBF. Forty-three more calls. Uh, this Monday morning with Bob Joseph, Binghamton now, Warren in Sydney. Good morning. You're on the air. Good
3: morning, Bob. Did you to like the 60 Minutes last
2: night? Oh, well, the 60 Minutes show. The part I liked was uh, with the gambling. They said all these young men are gambling their lives away.
10: <laughs> that that I did see too. That was applauding. But what I thought was even worse was when they showed. All the Chinese people coming through the open hole in the California uh, border, uh, and, and we can't even send them back because China won't accept them. I mean, why? Why should the United States taxpayer? I mean, it's first of all, it's treason. They've invaded our country. It's treason. Why isn't somebody fixing that hole? And a reporter can sit there and watch them come up with vans, SUVs, and they got GPSs that show them right where this hole is to come into our country.
2: You don't find that
10: appalling, Bob?
2: Yeah, I find anybody who breaks the law. Any criminality I find appalling whether it's jaywalking or people entering the USA illegally. But
10: this, We need to have our military from one end all the way through lining the border.
2: Well, if What's-His-Face had carried out his promise to build the wall and have Mexico pay for it, we wouldn't have the problem now, would we? But he only got a portion of the wall built and we, the American taxpayers, were stuck with the bill for a partial wall. You know, you build a partial wall; it's uh, it's essentially useless. He was talking about building a a, a full wall, a state of the art wall, and having Mexico pay for it. So he um, he reneged on one of his key campaign promises in 2016. Yeah, but all they had to do was
10: is start taxing the money that that these people send back to their own countries and that
2: that's not all all we had to do was get mexico to pay for it as he said and the truth is mexico didn't pay a single peso
10: and what we ought to do is take the money foreign aid away from mexico for not uh, you know helping us out in the times but the democrats They're working
2: hand-in-hand with Mexico. And so are the Republicans. He worked hand-in-hand with the, the Mexicans because he didn't make them pay for the wall. So he lied to the American people saying he would build a wall and then have Mexico pay for it. A, only a small part of the wall was ever built. And B, Mexico, the Mexican government has paid nothing. It's nine forty-seven. Richard from Binghamton South Side. Good morning. Hi,
11: Bob. I'm calling today to talk about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and the local effort to get him on the ballot in New York State for U.S. president.
2: All right. So, what are you going to do about that?
11: Well, um, I can explain what's needed to get him on the ballot, but I just wanted to mention that there's a meeting tonight at the Broome County Library at six thirty p.m. 185 Court Street, to discuss his candidacy and to organize a grassroots movement to get him on the ballot. He's going to require 45,000 signatures to get on the ballot in New York State. That's the requirement for independent candidates.
2: All right. Well, sounds SEC, so- sounds attainable.
11: It is attainable and... Um, he needs also like 500 from various congressional districts. I think we would be able to handle that pretty easily as well. Uh, but the uh, the petitioning doesn't start until April, so we're just getting started now to get things lined up so that we're ready to go. Because they only give you six weeks to get all those signatures. It's not like it's an open period.
2: Yeah. Well, the way the Republicans and Democrats set things up in New York State, they they uh, have done everything in their power to set a really high bar for ballot access but as i say with the kennedy name and with his um well i mean every i'd say everybody in the country knows of him so it shouldn't be too hard to get the necessary signatures
11: hopefully not except that uh, anybody who's already signed a petition for the other candidates is not eligible to sign again
2: yeah, that's a good point, and sometimes that causes problems because when the signatures are closely examined, anybody who did sign previously sign someone else's petition, those signatures will be disqualified if they're discovered.
11: Absolutely, and you know the petitions for Biden and Trump, the major parties, they were already signed in December and January, so. <laughs> I bet people can't even remember what they signed last week, much less when April comes, if they even signed a petition and what they signed it for.
2: All right. All right. Well, keep us posted. Okay.
11: Okay. Thank you very much for the opportunity.
2: Thank you. It's 949. So supporters of RFK Jr. in Binghamton are now organizing. So we'll keep you apprised of the work they're doing. It's 949 at WNBF. 953 at WNBF. Tom and Endwell, good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Bob.
12: Um, you know, since you're an awesome journalist, you should go through and uh, let all the people that listen to you every day go through all the executive orders that dealt with the border that Biden got rid of. That'll explain that this whole thing with all these illegals, is, it's all by design. They're trying to turn Texas red. That's been a plan for a long time. And on top of that, the all the rest of the materials that was left to finish building the wall, Biden got rid of. This is all by design. You know, you got, you got natives that live in these cities that are seeing what's going on in their cities and how they're being treated compared to how the illegals are being treated. You had four illegals that was on video beat the heck out of a cop two cops and uh they just let him go
2: i didn't say they should let people go if you're accused of assaulting a police officer unless there's some really important extenuating circumstances i don't think you should be let go uh, why they would let him go makes no sense i have no idea i it's not something i did Kim, from Whitney Point, you're on the air.
8: Bob and everybody listening, listen, it is treason. Mr. Biden, I, don't even call, I shouldn't say Mr. Biden, he's allowed treason.
2: President, President Biden, President Joe Biden, and if it's treason, then he should be impeached, but he hasn't been impeached yet.
8: What I say, he should be impeached, and i got to say something, Bob, please. Yesterday I was shopping down in Johnson City, and my vehicle is parked in the parking lot, right? I come out and I get in my vehicle and I'm sitting there making a phone call, and an immigrant walks up to my vehicle. Standing 10 feet from my doorway With uh, a gown on He just got out of the hospital apparently Because he was wearing a blue short sleeve gown And he had a badge thing A a plastic thing on his right wrist And I'm looking at this guy and he's got a white hat on Dark colored skin Sweatpants on I said get the F away from my car
2: right, I can't We can't talk about that First of all the language And secondly I mean there's no way to know Whether that guy was from Johnson City Or Jamaica Anyway, we've got more calls coming up. Phone lines appear to be in fine, fine shape. Took a lot of calls during our first hour. More calls coming right up. This is Binghamton Now. On your Monday morning, I'm your host and facilitator, Bob Joseph.
0: This is News Radio 1290 AM. WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton. A Town Square media station. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF.
1: This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Mostly cloudy today, then gradually becoming sunny, high near 41. Mostly clear tonight, low around 20. Sunshine on Tuesday with a high near 40. WISE Markets has announced it intends to remodel two former giant stores in Broome County even as it prepares to close one location. The Pennsylvania-based company issued a statement Friday after WNBF News reported the WISE store on Conklin Avenue on Binghamton's south side would be shut down. In the email statement, WISE said the store would close on or around March 2nd. The statement indicated the decision to end operations at the site was made after careful consideration and review. The statement said the Conklin Avenue store's 52 full and part-time workers have been offered positions at other nearby Wise locations, including three remaining sites in Binghamton. Wise said they remain committed to other southern tier stores. The company statement said it plans to start remodeling the Pennsylvania Avenue and Robinson Street stores. That work is expected to be completed this spring. A judge has rejected a challenge to New York State's licensing program to sell legal marijuana. Aspiring vendors from California say the program unconstitutionally discriminates against out-of-state residents. The ruling Friday, by a federal judge in Albany says the public interest in letting properly licensed businesses take over the state market outweighs the plaintiff's concerns. The judge says the main purpose of the commerce clause that plaintiffs say should open the market to out-of-staters doesn't apply to the federally illegal cannabis trade. The ruling may clear the way for New York to issue hundreds of licenses to sell marijuana in a state where most sales occur at businesses without a cannabis license. The investigation into the circumstances surrounding that resulted in a worker being hurt at a Binghamton parking garage demolition site is underway. The Federal Occupational Safety and Health Administration's Syracuse office was informed of last week's worksite incident. A man who was involved in a project to remove the remaining structure of the Water Street parking ramp was injured when he apparently became trapped under concrete. The incident occurred around 3 p.m. last Monday as demolition crews worked above the north end of the Boscov's department store on Water Street. The man who was pinned under the concrete was reported to be in a roof area 35 feet above the street. Co-workers apparently managed to free him before firefighters got to him. He was led down the stairs and evaluated by medics on the sidewalk near the north entrance to Boscov's. The injured worker, whose name was not released by Binghamton police, was taken to a hospital for what appeared to be a leg injury. An OSHA spokesperson told WNBF News the agency began an inspection of the worksite last Tuesday. On separate, September 20, 2023, the Pennsylvania State Police Bureau of Criminal Investigation Northeast Computer Crime Task Force obtained a search warrant for electronic devices belonging to Connor Ray King of Smyrna, New York. The devices were forensically examined, finding evidence of child sexual abuse material. Criminal charges were filed against the defendant. This case started from information received from the social application Snapchat. King was criminally charged with 51 felony two counts of sexual abuse of children and one one felony three count of criminal use of a communication facility. A preliminary arraignment was held, and bail was set at $30,000 monetary bail with restrictions. He was remanded to the Susquehanna County Prison. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro will deliver his second budget proposal to Pennsylvania lawmakers with a firmer grasp on how he wants to pursue top priorities and his state in a strong fiscal position. Ahead of the delivery set for tomorrow... Most details of the Democratic governor's budget plan for the 2024-25 fiscal year, starting on July 1st, remain under wraps. But Shapiro has made it clear he will seek more money for higher education and public transit agencies and possibly underfunded public schools. Shapiro's first budget proposal disappointed many allies. This year he is returning with recommendations from appointees on major issues. Meanwhile, tax collections are meeting expectations, and Shapiro has a strong cash cushion. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF. News
12: Radio.
2: I'm Bob Joseph. This is Binghamton Now, Monday morning in progress. Don't dream it's over. We have only just begun. Another two hours of Binghamton Now begins right now. 607-772-1290. What's on your mind? Call in. I will facilitate the conversation. I-W-N-B-F, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Good
13: morning, Bob. It's uh, Dave from Dustal How was your weekend? Oh, Good? super, super. Good. Cool. Hey, you know, speaking of, speaking of weekend, I think Friday you... Uh I remember you were talking. You you had a, I think it was a Golden Gate boy you had a conversation with there. And uh, right after that, you came back. If you're going to San Francisco with that song, Bob, I added to that, you know, be sure to wear some boots and watch where you step. Um,
2: Also, that's true wherever you go. I'm (laughs) I'm out here reporting. I'm out in the field at least five days a week, sometimes more often. And I got to tell you, And this is the truth. Without going into further detail, wear boots and watch where you step. I was just in Endwell this morning, and I didn't have boots on, but I was watching where I stepped. I should have brought boots, baby. That's right, Bob. And that's Endwell. So don't denigrate the great people of San Francisco. Endwell, Vestal, I've had problems stepping into stuff in Vestal, but do you hear me complain about it on the air? No. No.
13: No, maybe it would if it was human, though, but There's a difference.
2: You know, I don't sit down every time and, and, you know, take a sample to send to the lab. We'll just say, whatever it is, don't step in it. Right. And you know, just because it's Vestal, you know, some people in Vestal somehow think that they're better than everyone else. The people in Vestal are no better than the people in Johnson City or the people in San Francisco. (laughs) At least in Johnson City, the police chief didn't quit, mysteriously, with no explanation. Right. So what's that all about? How come, what's the secrecy? How come every time a police chief in Vestal quits, it's surrounded in secrecy and mystery?
13: Um, about anything that's done in Broome County that they, they want to keep secret
2: anymore. Well, I agree. But there's no community in Broome County that's had police chiefs just up and quit. You don't see that happening in Binghamton.
13: True. Uh, do we want to speculate or No, do I don't want just... No,
2: absolutely not. This is not it's no time for speculation. This is time for the facts. This is a time for the people who know the facts, the people in the town of Vestal, to call and give the facts. I'm not speculating. It's not, it's not up to me to speculate.
13: Bob, I thought journalists had one of their final tests was on speculation.
2: That's untrue. And, and don't, every time that somebody you don't like, a group or an individual that you don't like, you say something that's negative. Journalists are doing a great job. And no, there is no test about speculation
13: or liberalism either right
2: right you know we're only an hour into the week don't test my patience let's talk about issues stop stop denigrating san francisco stop denigrating journalism stop denigrating liberalism talk about some issues
13: okay um rfk jr you had a caller there this morning, Bob. You know the Libertarian Party has been wooing him. Um, he's RFK Jr. is only on about half, I think the, half the states' ballots now. It's going to be hard for him to get on it all before the election. It's not going to be easy. You've got to get you know all those signatures in every state. I don't know why he just doesn't take the Libertarian Party's uh, offer it because they're automatically on every state, Bob. That way. He can get votes in every state. I don't know why he's being stuck because he does, he does believe in some of the, you know, libertarian ideas. I know he wants to run as an independent, but that's one way to get on all the ballots very easily. And let me add to about the border, Bob. Um, you know, <laughs> you've had calls already about it this morning, and I see that's encouraging, Bob, because this bill that's come out. It really doesn't matter what's in it at all. When you just see that number, that's not even a starting point. Four to five thousand a day after thirty five thousand for the week. Biden will shut the border down temporarily. Big deal, Bob. Hey, if you were to ask all the voters in the country. I, I bet you get seventy to eighty percent saying that number is way too high, Bob. So it's and and now they're going to say, hey, Republicans had a chance to do something, but that's what they're doing now. You'll get mad. You'll get Vinnie calling and oh, they're stupid. They won't take the deal. No, you're stupid if you take that deal with that number. That's way too high, Bob. Even you have to agree with that. Come on, uh, will you? <laughs> no, I don't
2: have to what? agree to anything. I have well, to. What do you mean? I have to agree to something? What well, is this? Some side? Of, some sort of high pressure used car deal? Oh, even you have to agree. This is a great deal. Here, sign here. This is an offer that I can't extend for more than two minutes. Quick, you have to agree. I don't have to agree to anything. Well, because
13: I depend on you. We depend on you with common sense, Bob. We, we kind of try to keep those two things together, you and common sense. We don't have a lot of people left in the country to count on for that, Bob. So we look to you for it.
2: All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate the support. I'm not sure how much common sense is lacking in this country. I think there's a lot of common sense. I mean, the American people showed their common sense in November 2020. Crystal clear. As they say, not even close. They didn't even have to count the Chads. Ten sixteen at WNBF. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Dave, and I'm calling from Owego, New York. Morning, Dave. What's on your mind? Hey, Bob. Um, I just a couple calls
14: this morning and everything regarding the uh, immigrations coming across the border. Where is the compassion anymore for these people? I mean, we as Americans, I mean, I hear people complaining about sovereign cities are getting money for these people, millions of dollars for medical, everything else. Where 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 has our compassion gone as Americans for other people? I mean, we what are we supposed to do? Let these people go without health insurance, food, clothing and everything else as they come into America?
2: Well, I think that's yeah, I what it sounds. Sounds what some of the listeners, or at least, this is my theory. Most listeners, I'd say about ninety-eight percent of the listeners, maybe even ninety-nine percent of the listeners, have real compassion for those who are here, coming to the United States looking for a better life and escaping uh, oppression in their home country and conditions that are so bad we can't even imagine. So I would say about 99% of the listeners right now are very compassionate. The uh, thing that skews the the impression for people who tune into the program is a certain percentage, of, uh, clearly today, a high percentage of the callers don't sound like they have much compassion based on what they've said on the air. But I think that is sort of a misrepresentation of the total audience and also the American way. The American way is definitely to show compassion for the people who come to this great land of ours. We were fortunate. Most of us, speaking for myself and I'm sure most of our listeners, were very fortunate to have been born here. But as it turns out, right now more than 7 billion people on the planet were not born here, and many of them would like to come to America, and they should be given the opportunity.
14: And I totally agree. And as they come over the border, there's going to be some bad seeds with the good seeds. I think the good seeds are going to weigh the bad seeds, and we just have to sift through that. But we as American people living the American dream have to have a little bit more compassion for these people coming from countries that have absolutely nothing. You know, I mean.
2: And I would say this. I shouldn't have to say it because I think I think. People heard earlier this morning, and they've heard several times in the past, I support following the law. Always respect the law. So those who come here who break the law ought to be held accountable, just as those who were born here ought to be held accountable. Everybody who breaks the law, and that includes jaywalking. If you jaywalk, if it's on the books, everybody should get a ticket. But you can't now. Now somebody will say, but Bob, I saw you jaywalking, so you should get a ticket. Only if Binghamton police start issuing tickets to all jaywalkers. They would, since they've ignored the law for decades, but it's still on the books, if they start enforcing it, they should make an announcement 30 days in advance and say starting March 5th, we're going to begin enforcing laws that are on the books. So if you're like Bob and jaywalking several times a day, be on the alert because starting March 5th, you're likely to be ticketed. But just, just be consistent you know and uh, for the laws that are either unenforced or unenforceable then get them off the books you know don't exactly. have don't have you know so many city ordinances just like the uh, there's a city law about riding your bike on sidewalks well it's enforced about twice a year and it's not enforced on, usually on the people who pose the biggest risk of running me over when they're speeding on their bike on the sidewalk downtown. It's usually added as an extra charge to someone who is uh, accused of selling drugs. and And so they'll charge the person with criminal possession of a controlled substance and maybe criminal possession of a weapon. Oh, and since we're looking for stuff to add... To the list, to this guy's uh, legal woes, let's also uh, charge him with um, violating the city ordinance about riding a bike on the sidewalk. Well, if you're going to enforce it for one person, then enforce it for everybody or just get it off the books.
14: Yeah. And then for the five that attacked the police officer, uh, the two police officers in New York City, um, and then they were let go uh, on bail reform uh, and then they hightailed it to California. And they have no inkling of where they are in anything. It's it's they had to follow the law and give them bail reform. They're no different than a another citizen in New York City that gets bail reform for doing a a, a crime and is released uh, on the bail reform. So I mean that's their own fault, I figure.
2: Well, and the thing the thing fault? about bail reform, if New Yorkers don't like it, then apply pressure to state lawmakers to get it changed.
14: To get it switched, correct. Totally under. I totally understand. And one last thing, real quick. Having a conversation with uh, one of my friends over the weekend, uh, and uh, they were dead set on uh, the Orange Man coming back into office, which I totally disagree. And he's going to change the whole world. He's going to change everything. Uh, they they want their grocery prices brought down. Now I, I I got in a big argument with my friend because I said, for one, we are where we are on grocery prices, they're not going anywhere, they're not coming back down, expect to spend your money at the grocery store every week as you do today, even after the orange man, if he is, by far, hopefully never reelected, um, he's never going to be able to change that. What's he going to do? Go to every supplier, every food manufacturer? Oh, yeah, say, is he going to go to PepsiCo? Or whatever?
2: Yeah, he could call up PepsiCo in Westchester County and say, hey, PepsiCo, you guys... You guys, I shouldn't say guys because that's sexist, you folks, I shouldn't say folks because people say that's dated, you who control PepsiCo raise the prices of your delicious soft drinks and your salty snacks egregiously over the last three years without any justification based on the cost of your expenses, your materials, or higher wages, so I... The new president, the man who gets things done, I want you to lower your prices back to what they ought to be. So cut your prices on your salty snacks and delicious beverages by 22 percent. They're not going to do it. Why would they? They're they're not. They wouldn't listen to him. They wouldn't listen to Biden. They wouldn't listen to Jimmy Carter. They'll listen to no one because who do they answer to? They answer to the shareholders.
14: Yep. And that's exactly right. And then, and that's why I express we are where we are now and things aren't going backwards. So,
2: yeah. So, you know, I understand anger about high prices. Hey, who do you think is more angry about higher prices? I am, and I'm sorry to say thank you for your call, by the way. Uh, I am the most angry person. Have you ever seen me? I just, uh, on my way in after I was in Endwell, uh, Endicott, West over in Johnson City. On my way in, I loaded my Bobmobile with delicious fuels, and man was I angry. I can't even—the words don't even come to mind to express the lev- level of anger as I saw those numbers flying, flying desperately. I'm—I'm I'm there paying three fifteen a gallon. I can't afford gas like that. Come on, man. But it wasn't—you know—whose fault? And whoever's president starting January 20th of next year, whether it's the same guy or the former guy, they have zero control over how much the price of gas is in Binghamton or anywhere. Exactly zero. None. Just like they can't control the cost of a bag of Fritos. For that matter, more relevant, I guess, to the discussion... They can't even control the price of a bag of Cheetos. This is Bob Joseph. You're listening to Binghamton Now.
0: From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Save in a big way at Galt Chevrolet.
2: Exactly. But I do prefer steak. Back to the phones we go on a Monday morning. Vic in the Forks. Good morning. Uh, Mr.
5: President, don't forget I am your vice president now because you jumped ahead of me and got the job. (laughs) But I am calling for a couple of reasons. Uh, The first reason is I can guarantee Kathy Oakle's not going to win the next election. I went to Monticello yesterday and spent all our campaign money
2: at the casino <laughs> bad day at the casino bob well but anyway, you know you, you could have could have uh, lost it at home sitting there gambling on your phone they had a big feature on 60 minutes last night about all the all the people who are losing billions of dollars by gambling on their phones so that's you know they're doing their best i mean whether it's for us to lose our money using our phones with an app or to lose our money by buying overpriced weed on Court Street. You know, as, as, as uh, Andrew Cuomo, I think, uh, once said privately, hey, as long as the state gets its cut, it's okay. <laughs> that anyway. would be true by fracking, too, by the way. When fracking returns, not returns, when horizontal hydraulic fracturing is allowed, or maybe some variation on it is allowed in New York... It will only be approved as long as New York State gets its unfair share.
5: Well, that's a side note, but We already talked about this. Uh, horizontal hydraulic fracturing is already happening in New York. Yeah, I know.
2: I shouldn't have even brought it up because I don't want to go there. That's not why you called. What, no. what uh, prompted your call this morning?
5: Well, the guy who said we should be compassionate and leave the borders open.
2: No, I don't know that anyone said be compassionate and leave the borders open. I think I think everyone, yeah. I would say 99% of our listeners would say be compassionate to those who really are are in a bad situation. But no, I I'm not I'm not sure that we hear many of our uh, callers or listeners say leave the borders open. Be compassionate for those who are in need of compassion. I think is generally what people would would like.
5: I think that uh people Uh, Let's say the Christian uh, people, or or even the Muslims, because they believe in heaven too and all that, Uh, and a lot of religions believe in it, and yet you get heavily vetted, and there's a gate and a wall, apparently, when you uh, are called to your final destination. And some are rejected because of their uh, history, and some are accepted. So... Vetting, you know, and there's even a verse in the Bible that recommends building a wall around, I believe it was Jerusalem, to protect it from its enemies. And, and, you know, that was uh, uh, Old Testament stuff, but it was still there. Um, uh, We need to vet these people, and we're not. We're not vetting them. And proof of that is every time there's like two cops being beat up in New York City. Who would do that? They came here to this country.
2: To, to well, don't free. blame just just people who might be in the United States illegally. Every week we hear reports about police officers who are assaulted or shot, and a high percentage of those cases involve people who were born in the United States. So it's not unique to people who came to America from other countries. Well, it's, make- I mean, generally speaking, people who would uh assault punch or beat down or cause uh, more serious injury to a police officer they've got their own problems doesn't stem from where they were born or look look at percentages how many how many people in broom county who are arrested for assaulting a law enforcement officer were born outside Broome County. I submit to you, if we had the statistics that most people charged with assaulting law enforcement officers here in Binghamton were born in the United States.
5: What makes this unique, Bob, it was a gang of four or six, I can't remember the number, but um, they were only in the country for a week. They they beat the police officers, went to jail, got let go because of the no bail reform, and they fled to California, I believe. Uh, that's what makes this unique, and that's just one tiny.
2: Well, and now thing. that they're in California, the police will find them, and extradite them back to New York City, where justice will be served.
5: Do you believe that? Sexually yeah,
2: you can't. You can't hide in this country. How do you think if they know if they identified the people who were charged? Do you think they can hide in the United States in 2024? There were. Uh, uh, three guys wanted for murder from Philadelphia, and they went to Endicott to hide. And then they really? found them. You can't hide in the United States in 2024. We have millions and millions of cameras. We have uh, license plate readers. They monitor your phones. They know where you are. You can't tell me that those people who allegedly fled and, and may be in California now, you can't tell me. That they're not going to be found and brought back to New York City to face justice?
5: Well, Bob, I don't think they are. And the other thing is, um, uh, you you defend people, or your opinion is, uh, let them come, I believe.
2: Am I wrong there? I didn't say let them come. Those who are here, help them. No. No, no I didn't say let them come. No. my My policy is... Follow the law. Follow the law. If you're here already and you broke the law, then the United States will help you start to obey the law and start doing things the right way. You should not have broken the law. However, I can guarantee you, Vic, everybody, including you, because I've done research, everybody, everybody (laughs) has broken the law. Right? You've done I've, yeah, I have done well. research, and that's all I'll say. So everybody, and I mean everybody listening over the age of three years old, has broken some law. So it doesn't mean everybody has to be ostracized or criticized. What it means is if they broke the law, explain it to them in, in terms they can understand. Maybe you, you'll need... Um, federal or local authorities who can speak Spanish because maybe they don't understand English well right now, but explain to them how the law reads in the, in the United States and you should not have done this because you came here and you broke a law, you broke a federal law, so now now that you're here, we're, we're going to help you, but the most important thing going forward is you have to obey our laws. If you can't obey our laws, then you will have to leave.
5: Well, our immigration law is there for, for a reason.
2: I, I know they, they are. are, and I, I want problem? people to respect those laws. But once, once they're here, then let's work with them. Once they're here, and I'm not saying to keep the borders open, I'm saying things need to be regulated. And trust me, the problem didn't start on January 20th, 2021. The problems were bad for the four preceding years. And the guy who was in office who lied when he said he was going to build a wall and have Mexico pay for it, that didn't help matters. You
5: know, you keep saying that. And you know, eventually, Mexico would have paid for no, it you know no about trade.
2: Well, oh, yeah, if we had to apply pressure. Eventually, it's true. It's just like eventually people can be forced to pay up by, by governments because then they do apply pressure. Uh, legal pressure. But no, Mexico is not going to willingly pay for the wall. Yeah, if the United States said, oh, Mexico, the, the wall costs $200 billion to, um, to build, and we're not going to let you, we, we will not allow any Mexican products, including cars that were assembled for U.S. manufacturers, we won't let anything. Made in Mexico into the USA until you pay for the wall. Well, then maybe, maybe that would have worked. But I don't think it was. I don't think that was the plan, and certainly not not something the former guy said. You know, if if he had if he had conditions attached, like Mexico will pay for the wall eventually after we spend years applying pressure. But he didn't say that.
5: well, well Bob. One more thing, because I know you have other callers. Uh, Your statement, say, if they broke the law to get in the country, then they're here, let's help them. If that were the case, I might as well go down the street to my credit union, break the law,
15: and and
5: just ask for help from the judge when I get
2: there and tell him I didn't know what I was doing. That's insane. First, you just talked about it on the radio, so all they'll do is uh, they'll... Ask for the tape from today's program They'll introduce that in the court And you'll be found guilty so fast your head will spin And then the judge is liable to sentence you To the maximum applicable Under the laws you broke And then you're going to be making license plates You'll be making my next license plate in Auburn That's not true, Bob
5: I'm retired, I'm not going back to
2: work (laughs) Well, if the judge says to You're never too old to go back to Auburn I know you haven't been there, but for those, those interested, if you break enough laws, a judge could sentence you and you could wind up in Auburn making customized plates. Appreciate your call. It's 1038 at WNBF. And for good behavior, if you make at least 100 beautiful, flawless plates a day, Then they'll give you two hours on a Saturday night to go across the street to Prison City. Because? (laughs) Because they're fair. I'm told. At the Auburn Correctional Facility. What's on your mind? 607-772-1290. Bob Joseph, Binghamton Now, WNBF. XNBF. That would be the call letters I would use if I was doing Tijuana now. But uh, it's Binghamton now, so the actual call letters are WNBF. Talking about US inflation. And uh, Joe did that. Joe from
5: Greater Ithaca, good morning. Yes, Joe of Greater Ithaca would like to speak about something that's a little more interesting. The uh, I've heard it said that some people are upset when they see people wearing a mask when they're in a car. It really makes them mad, okay? Well, what makes me mad is seeing somebody in a car wearing a hat. Now, there's absolutely no reason to wear a hat when you're in a car. And it squeezes your head and it's bad for you.
2: I agree. Everybody, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, it's, ama- that's it's that's amazing. It's amazing what will ruffle some people's feathers these days. Oh, I uh, you know I saw somebody in a car wearing a mask or whatever. It's like, wow, wow. I mean, oh. you know, I I used to hear they they used to have a, a term for that. Snowflakes.
5: No, I don't like to wear a coat in a car. I go through great lengths not to wear a coat.
2: And in yet, I today. On my way in, I saw dozens and dozens, literally dozens and dozens of people wearing coats in their cars. And there was no need for that because, you know, their cars had delicious and nutritious heating provided as as part of the uh, subscription package of options.
5: And then you see people riding around in the nude in the summertime and they've got air conditioning. There's no need of that.
2: Exactly. Exactly my point you exactly, know, and I don't need well, to see that.
5: You know the mask thing, okay? Some of the masks and I know the ones I have have two straps on them, and it's a little bit of an effort to put them on. So if you're going from one place to another, to bother to take it off might be one reason you leave it on there, but even if you leave it on, you know it just I just pointing out how how that is that uh, people looking at somebody else like one more point, George Carlin he said in some religions, the women have to have a head cover in other religions, men have to have a head cover. now <clears throat> somebody's got it wrong <clears throat> it's, it's like
2: option. well, the way <clears throat> I look at it, hey, whatever your religion recommends, follow unless you disagree, you know, it's a free country, it's a free country whether you're a very religious person or if you're like ron reagan who claims that he's not religious hey do 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 you you do you so if if you want to uh worship 24 7 in whatever way you want that's why America's great if you prefer to live life as an atheist or a, an agnostic that's great it's america you you have a choice. That's why we live in the USA today.
5: Well, George Carlin says <clears throat> better policy:
2: hats optional. <laughs> well, you know, except for law enforcement personnel, because I'll tell you, you know, depending on who your police chief is, if he hasn't quit this week, he may write you up. You you might be written up if you show up if you're outside your patrol vehicle and you don't have your hat on. Because technically, according to some police chiefs or sheriffs, you are out of uniform and you could pay a price.
5: Well, that, that's correct. You know, it's like when they're going to oh, they always put their hat on before they're, uh, you know, stopped. they have you to do something
2: like that. Yeah, they have well. to if, if the, the one thing they fear most is if a journalist snaps their picture and they're not wearing their hat and then it shows up published, you know, they, they might be called in, might be called in for a little talk. Well, so
5: Kennedy was, uh, President Kennedy was not wearing a hat. And up until then, they all wore a fedora. You know, they all had hats on. When he, st- when he made that the style, the hat business
2: went, went bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the former guy, when he's reelected, I hope he starts wearing hats. And not, not these cheap red and white ones. Real hats the way real Americans wear hats. Not these little cheesy hats that look for all the world like they were made in Canada.
5: Sure, what what is they call a pancake hat? I can't remember. Boyd uh, Wright wore them.
2: Well, he, you know, a lot of Americans who in the past would never think of voting for the guy... I think they would consider voting for him in November if he would start sporting fedoras.
5: Yeah, fedoras or pork pie. Yeah, pork pie hat.
2: (laughs) Or a beanie. Thank you. It's uh, 1046. Wear the hat of your choice, if you wish. Or if you don't like hats, you could leave your head topless, I suppose. If it's not against local ordinances, 607-772-1290. We're broadcasting at 92.1 FM, 1290 AM and streaming at WNBF.com. UNBF at 1049 back to the phones as they continue to work almost flawlessly. James in Binghamton, good morning.
16: Hi, good morning, Bob. How are you doing?
2: Great. Never better.
16: You know, I, there's a lot of little bits and pieces in the previous half hour, hour, week, whatever, that I'm going to try to tie together. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, like, man, that last caller last hour, I, I wish you w- I mean, I know why you cut her off. I wish you kind of would have let it. Kept going because it revealed a few things, um, as does Vic, you know, lamenting, uh, you know, a, a migrant being involved with uh, in an assault on an officer, um, you know, with with no sense of self awareness or irony of. Like, for instance, yesterday, another January 6th insurrectionist was sentenced for years for literally broadside tackling a cop that day on January 6th. Many cops were assaulted, injured, and several died later on as a result uh, for a litany of reasons. Yeah,
2: it is it, 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 interesting yeah. how the law and order crowd is, is very selective in their indignation.
16: Well, yes, and 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 then I take it back to a, a, I think a soundbite or a clip that maybe got missed a little bit. Um, th- there's a senator from the Midwest,
11: uh,
16: a young guy I think I think is in in Carnahan's old seat. No, I could be wrong. McCaskill's old seat. Uh, Josh Hawley, who revealed himself to, if he isn't himself a racist, he is happy to cater to racists, uh, and that's a bold thing to say. But if if you see and hear what he said to a human being in, in a congressional hearing last week, uh, you know, and ex- if we want to play executive, oh, executives and rich and they're all OK, whatever. That's different. Uh, but insisting that a gentleman who is Singaporean and said, I'm from Singapore, was a member of the Chinese Communist Party. He's like, I'm not Chinese. I'm a Singaporean. You know, um, it, it's right up there with Trump's attacks on, uh, uh um, oh, the term like McConnell's wife. Um, I, I guess what I'm saying, Bob, is it reveals it reveals that you know, especially when presented with a, a, a cogent, real humane, or not necessarily humane, but a, an actual solution to working on, like you know, processing what's going on at the border, which is the you know a bit overwrought, uh, but still nonetheless something that needs to be taken care of. Uh, you know, it it just boils down to a, a, an entire party or group of people tipping their hand, that it's really just about racism. It's really just about the notion that if you're, your pigment is too deep, you're not truly an American, or you need to assimilate to one, or that if you don't speak English, that you're not quite one either, uh, or that if you don't practice a certain religion. I think the former guy used the term, uh, aside from poisoning the blood of our community, which is virulently racist and fascist, uh, you know, also saying uh, that, uh, that, you know, they're corrupt, you know, our religion, there's no religion. This is a secular nation, you know? So, uh, you know, solutions are being offered, uh, bipartisan solutions that you would have never dreamed that, that the left would have capitulated to, uh, and, and no, nobody's saying open borders is compassion, but literally our treaties and our, and our constitution say that people who present for asylum, this is how we process them. And if we're dropping the ball, that's on us. You
2: know, um, well, it doesn't, it's the lack, the, of the lack of, the lack of compassion, the lack of compassion is alarming. What I say the lack of compassion that we hear on the radio and on cable talk shows and even on some of these uh, internet shows, the lack of compassion in 2024 is disturbing.
6: Yeah.
16: I, I find it funny that like, Some people want to wave around the Monroe Doctrine until they got to own it. You know, it's like, okay, well, this is our hemisphere. Like, what are we doing about it? No, compassion means that we don't we don't elect and and, and deify politicians who say things like, if only the feds would let us shoot people, including like a mother and two children who drowned in the river because their state National Guard would not let our federal, you know, uh, patrol officers do their job. You know,
2: it's a real shame. I'll say this, you know, uh, Texans may have elected Governor Abbott and they're entitled, obviously, to vote for whoever they think is the best choice. All I can say is Abbott must have been running against a really, really poor candidate if he was the better choice when he was elected.
16: He doesn't actually run anymore these days.
2: Uh, but uh, that's another <laughs> topic. Oh, yeah. be, I nice. Hey, be you, nice. Be nice. Okay, 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 okay. Come on. I, I want people to be nicer. You know, it's easy to be mean to people, but be nicer and focus more on the issues. And I'm just saying... I don't know who he ran against when he was first elected, but he must not have been a very he or she must not have been a very compelling candidate if Abbott was viewed by Texans as a better choice. I've known people who've lived in Texas and the people I've known who lived in Texas were, were actually uh, very thoughtful about their vote. So I don't know. It's very it's very curious. Yeah.
16: And there's there's literally nothing to suggest that there is any higher quotient of quote-unquote crime or criminality uh, in any sample size of people who are presenting for asylum as there are any group of people here in the United States. Like, I just, like, literally, the existential attack on our country happened on January 6th, and it was done by people who live here who are naturalized citizens or born here, you
2: know? Yeah, actually, uh, we just got an email to that effect from Gary. He wrote, who would beat up the police on January 6th at the Capitol? I don't think it was immigrants, and that's true. I didn't see out of... I mean, clearly, most of the people who were uh, part of the insurrection on January 6th, 2021 had relatives who were immigrants who came to this country as immigrants, but most of those who were part of the insurrection, I submit to you, were born here, and they were attacking the cops. Uh, yeah. It I, was on TV. I saw it live on Fox News. I, I
16: watched, yes, every channel has. It's probably the last time I watched, like, live news live because, like, usually it's, like, breaking news, and there's, no, no, it's not breaking it. Just read it when it comes out. But that was actually happening... Well, it was In real
2: time. Uh, even even, even the people, it, it caught the people at Fox News Channel off guard because I don't think if, if they had known it, it was going to be the way it was and get as bad as it was that they would have covered the whole thing live un- uninterrupted. But even Fox News Channel covered it. I, I'm not so sure Newsmax might have covered it, too, because I don't think they knew that they were going to be televising an insurrection and actually broadcasting evidence of felonious behavior to um, even even their diehard viewers—that that was criminality shown live around the world. They only knew it
16: at that point that it was uh, it was going to be wild. That's all they knew. That was the only advance. Well, right,
2: because the the ringleader, the prime organizer, the promoter of the big event, had said it would be wild.
16: I wonder how many. Have there been other rallies from outgoing? presidents on the day that the other one was I oh noticed.
2: yeah i think george washington yeah george washington told his supporters to come to the capitol in january when the um when the election was going to be certified i mean obviously he didn't lose an election because he was a winner i mean it's pretty bad when you lose an election and get fired but uh no no the, and answered your question seriously no no sitting president ever called on his supporters to come to washington and go wild
16: All right, cool. Well, here's a shout out to anyone out there sitting in a parking lot and happens to see someone who probably works at a medical facility. And if they don't look like you, don't assume they're an immigrant. All
2: right. Thank you. That's, That's a good rule of thumb. That's an excellent rule of thumb from James. More calls coming up. We're learning a few things on this Monday morning. I'm Bob Joseph live on WNBF.
0: This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290,
1: WNBF. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF News. Mostly cloudy today, then gradually becoming sunny on your 41. Mostly clear tonight, low around 20. Sunshine on Tuesday with a high near 40. Wise Markets has announced it intends to remodel two former giant stores in Broome County, even as it prepares to close one location. The Pennsylvania-based company issued a statement Friday after WNBF News reported the Wise store on Conklin Avenue on Binghamton's south side would be shut down. In the email statement, Wise said the store would close on or around March 2nd. The statement indicated the decision to end operations at the site was made after careful consideration and review. The statement said the Conklin Avenue store's 52 full and part-time workers have been offered positions at other nearby Wise locations, including three remaining sites in Binghamton. Wise said they remain committed to other southern-tier stores, the company statement said it plans to start remodeling the Pennsylvania Avenue and Robinson Street stores. That work is expected to be completed this spring. A judge has rejected a challenge to New York State's licensing program to sell legal marijuana. Aspiring vendors from California say the program unconstitutionally dis- discriminates against out-of-state residents. The ruling Friday, by a federal judge in Albany says the public interest in letting properly licensed businesses take over the state market outweighs the plaintiff's concerns. The judge says the main purpose of the Commerce Clause that plaintiffs say should open the market to out-of-staters doesn't apply to the federally illegal cannabis trade. The ruling may clear the way for New York to issue hundreds of licenses to sell marijuana in a state where most sales occur at businesses without a cannabis license. The investigation into the circumstances surrounding that resulted in a worker being hurt at a Binghamton parking garage demolition site is underway. The Federal Occupational Safety and Health Administration's Syracuse office was informed of last week's worksite incident. A man who was involved in a project to remove the remaining structure of the Water Street parking ramp was injured when he apparently became trapped under concrete. The incident occurred around 3 p.m. last Monday as demolition crews worked above the north end of the Boscoff's department store on Water Street. The man who was pinned under the concrete was reported to be in a roof area 35 feet above the street. Co-workers apparently managed to free him before firefighters got to him. He was led down the stairs and evaluated by medics on the sidewalk near the north entrance to Boscov's. The injured worker, whose name was not released by Binghamton police, was taken to a hospital for what appeared to be a leg injury. An OSHA spokesperson told WNBF News the agency began an inspection of the work site last Tuesday. On September 20th, 2023, the Pennsylvania State Police Bureau of Criminal Investigation Northeast Computer Crime Task Force obtained a search warrant for electronic devices belonging to Connor Ray King of Smyrna, New York. The devices were forensically examined, finding evidence of child sexual abuse material. Criminal charges were filed against the defendant. This case started from information received from the social application Snapchat. King was criminally charged with 51 felony two counts of sexual abuse of children and one, count, one felony three count of criminal use of a communication facility. A preliminary arraignment was held and bail was set at $30,000 monetary bail with restrictions. He was remanded to the Susquehanna County Prison. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro will deliver his second budget proposal to Pennsylvania lawmakers with a firmer grasp on how he wants to pursue top priorities and his state in a strong fiscal position. Ahead of the delivery set for tomorrow, most details of the Democratic governor's budget plan for the 2024-25 fiscal year starting on July 1st remain under wraps. But Shapiro has made it clear he will seek more money for higher education and public transit agencies and possibly underfunded public schools. Shapiro's first budget proposal disappointed many allies. This year he is returning with recommendations from appointees on major issues. Meanwhile, tax collections are meeting expectations and Shapiro has a strong cash cushion. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF. From the Galt
0: Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290, also available at 92.1 FM. Reserve your new Toyota at Galt Toyota.
2: I'm Bob Joseph. Binghamton Now continues on this Monday morning. Number to call is 607-772-1290. Don't mind me. I'm just the facilitator. I operate the microphone and the telephone. Give me a call right now at WNBF.
7: You get a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing
2: to lose Maybe we'll make something Me, myself, I got nothing to prove A fast car That's what we all want, right? But we can't afford to drive it because of the outrageous gas prices Honestly uh, Today, uh when I tanked up, the gas was $265 a gallon. Well, part of that was because of a, a 50 cent a gallon discount, um, but I can't help that. The posted price was three fifteen. So it's just it's outrageous. It's outrageous. How can we afford to be paying $315, $325 a gallon in 2024? I mean come on, man. Hi, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
17: Hey, good morning. This is DJ of Binghamton. Good morning. How you doing, Bob?
2: Never better. Everything is swell.
17: Yeah, we got those blue skies. I've always said we ought to change the name to Sonny Binghamton. You know, I, too, watched uh, 60 Minutes last night. We do know that it some takes some folks uh, an hour and a half to watch 60 Minutes, but we won't talk about that. And I saw the people coming over the border the guy just standing there i think that was uh beverly talking about that earlier and i saw Taylor swift break every record billy joel 30 years later boy that brought back some memories when he was married to christy brinkley i too have been attracted to the models many many a day as you know <laughs> so what's going on what's going to happen in november of 2024 bobby
2: well the right candidate will win
17: I heard you say earlier, somebody mentioned about President Trump winning. You said, absolutely. I said, yeah, you
7: go.
2: Now you're... Well, now the right. all I can say is the right candidate will win. Who knows who actually will be on the ballot? Might be neither of the presumptive candidates. You know? They could have a change of heart. They, they could change their mind. And who's to say, and this is... Close your eye for just a second. Just close okay. your eye. I will. Close your eye and imagine with me. And I encourage all listeners unless you're driving the wrong way on the Vestal Parkway. If you're driving the wrong way on the Vestal (laughs) Parkway, stop or I'm going to pull you (laughs) over.
4: I'm
2: going to pull you over. Uh, But seriously folks, (laughs) if you're not driving close your eye and just imagine all the people voting in November and neither Trump nor Biden is on the ballot. So (laughs) I'm just saying imagine if you will. So, and it could happen. You know it could happen. And I'll tell you this, it's always a possibility. I'm not predicting this, but it's still a possibility, even though both of the presumptive nominees of the major parties, we know they don't see eye to eye on much of anything, but they could still show up on April Fool's Day at noon with a joint statement announcing at the same time that they're each withdrawing from the presidential derby. Wouldn't that be interesting? Well,
17: one of the main things that I've been blessed with is called common sense. And I saw when the UPS trucks were using <clears throat> natural gas, everybody, a lot of companies were using natural gas, and and then uh, J- Joe came in and and put it out. And now the gas prices—you cannot, nobody cannot not see these things. You know what I mean? I will say one thing though, somebody mentioned about prices earlier and uh my honey came down from seven forty nine to five nineteen. I was surprised about that at the German store named ID, which is the way they say it in Germany, ID, the Ibrack brothers started that. And uh so that's one good thing, but everything's still crazy, man. And this border, this sixty minutes really hurt him last night, seeing all those people coming from China coming across the border and uh the guy just the officer just standing there. That's gonna hurt that's going
2: to hurt. Well, it might. It might. We don't know. On the other hand, uh, enough women might be motivated to vote, especially if Taylor Swift is the vice presidential candidate. (laughs) Enough women, 18 to 25, and uh, we could see the Democrats win by 30 million votes. But here's the problem. As I see it, this is the problem if he loses again, do you think he'll be a, a sore loser again or do you think he'll take his second defeat graciously?
17: Well, from the looks of all the boxes and bags that came in at two o'clock in the morning, he didn't lose in twenty twenty. He won by a hearty amount. Hey, you know,
2: if you're gonna if you're gonna persist, people who persist in telling lies about the results of the twenty twenty presidential election, that automatically is gonna um result in the call termination. So let's not go there. We know who won. We know it was upheld by every court that had to review the situation. So, you know, again, here we are, whatever it's been well over three years after the election, we can't relitigate the 2020 election. We're looking ahead. My question is, if he loses in November, 2024, will he lose graciously Or will he call for an even bigger insurrection in January of next year?
17: And you know me, I don't lie, and I wasn't there, and I don't know what happened, but it just looks funny. But is is, is he going to lose? No. I didn't
2: didn't ask if he's going to lose. I said if he loses. I'm not predicting. I I can't make predictions. I'm saying if, by chance, he loses, will he be gracious and do like every previous candidate in the history of the country— Uh, be nice about it, even though it's got to it's got to hurt. I can't imagine anything in terms of, um, you know, hurting your your ego, anything being much worse than losing a presidential election. So I'm not minimizing it. But do you think he could see it in his heart to behave like an adult if he loses?
17: Yes, I think he's been humble. And and that's that causes great change. And remember Al Gore, he became very depressed and grew that long beard, and he didn't hear from him all those years.
2: Look at Letterman. After Letterman got fired, look at his beard. He he looks he looks more scraggly than St. Nick on Groundhog Day. I
17: call him Father Time. He looks like, yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> he I, looks, I it. Exactly. It looks like he should be, like, trudging, you know, at the end of the year, you know, December 31st at about 11.52. There's Letterman, like, ew, ew. So if here's the thing here, here's the honest thing. I can't tell you how the election will go. I don't know if uh, Trump and Biden certainly or for sure will face each other in November. It certainly looks like they will, but maybe they won't. But say if by chance Trump wins and he could and I'm hey, the election isn't going to happen for another nine months. And that means if you want a baby on Election Day. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so here's here's what I'm thinking. If if Trump wins, I predict Joe Biden will accept defeat graciously. But say if Biden wins, will Trump accept defeat graciously? Yes, I I believe. Okay, well, that's that's all. That's all I want. You know, I don't care how bad, how ugly, how dirty the campaign is going to get. And we know this will be the dirtiest, the ugliest, the most offensive presidential campaign in the history of this great country. That's a given. But all I want to know from both candidates, whoever the nominees are for the Republicans and Democrats, I want them to promise that they will accept the results and they will do it gracefully, and they won't call on their supporters to go hold another insurrection in January of next year. That's all I want.
17: Hey, hey, Bob, did you see the polls last night? He's he's way ahead. He's ten points ahead in one place. And speaking of the the riot, did you see the last? It was last week uh, on the news where they they all rioted and got arrested one by one with the Palestinian backers.
2: Yeah, that's terrible. You know the violence. Anytime there's violence, I find that deplorable. 1118 at WNBF. More calls are coming up. So if you haven't called yet, I encourage you to call right now 607 772 1290. By the way, for people who want to start their day fully informed, listen to WNBF's First News Binghamton with Don Morgan. It's on every weekday morning from 6 to 9 right here on News Radio WNBF.
8: from kyoto I boarded the temple looked around at the 7 11. the band took the speed train I went to the arcade i wanted to go but i didn't you called me from a payphone. they still got payphones. it cost a dollar
2: WNBF 1123 back to the payphone Stephen Binghamton good morning you're on the air
15: hey Bob oh, good morning uh, let's first of all let's let's start with the facts with the 20 election uh, state legislators were changing the rules of voting months before voting uh, how could anybody not think that this isn't crooked I thought the, I thought the voting place was a little crooked myself just because there's no facts
2: behind it. What voting place was crooked?
15: Well, let's start with the state of Georgia.
2: Oh, I thought you said you thought the voting place was crooked, a little crooked. And what voting place did you think was a little crooked? Around here?
15: Not around here. I'm telling you the state of Georgia and places like that.
2: Yeah. Well, again... Uh, let's not relitigate the election. That was over three years ago, and between you and me, I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. We know who won. He was certified, and uh, everything has gone pretty well so far over the last um, three years and two weeks. So now as we look ahead to November 2024, how are we going to get through this without having a repeat of what happened on January 6th?
15: as long as there's a crooked government it's always going to be repeated i'll tell you that right now
2: well see that's a sad thing and and to me i i can certainly discern your concern and even dare i say perhaps anger over how things went in 2020 but i don't think that's a very positive attitude
15: it might not be positive but i have to state the facts
2: all right, all right, well, um coming up uh from noon to three, Dan Bongino, and then from three to six Sean Hannity, and I'm sure they'll share some more of um of the negativity. me, I'm positive that we want things to go better this time. I'm not saying better as far as different results you know if if the results are replicated. In 2024, if the outcome turns out to be the same, so be it. If it turns out to be the opposite, so be it. All I'm hoping for is the American people, plus the candidates. I'm hoping for a lot better behavior. And that's where positivity, positivity comes into mind. I think everybody should take a pledge right now, no matter what happens in the presidential election this year, that they're not going to behave violently and they're not going to break the law and they're not going to go to Washington in January to stage another insurrection. That should be a pledge that every American, um, every American should be able to subscribe to that. Matt from Binghamton, good morning. You're on the air.
4: Hey, Bob. Did you watch the Grammys last night?
2: Of course not.
4: Oh, it's curious because it just so happens that there was a guest appearance by... Tracy Chapman
2: playing "Fast Cars." That I heard about. In fact, I watched the clip of of the duet. That was beautiful. I didn't see it uh, oh, last one, night. I just thought it'd be a big coincidence that you. Oh used no, that. it was no. There's <laughs> on this program, uh, coincidences are rare. They may happen occasionally. No, and and same with uh, the song you just heard. Even though that song wasn't performed, uh, uh, Phoebe was uh, one of the big winners last night. So that's why the the song phoebe uh bridgers that you just heard that's why i played wow. that too but the yes the the duet with uh tracy chapman and uh roy clark that was a that was an excellent excellent yeah. duet and it was moving i i saw about a 90 second clip online this morning and i i have to say that was it was a beautiful beautiful yeah. uh scene actually hold on um I don't think I'm allowed. I think I'm allowed to play. Let me see if I can play this. If I acknowledge that it was from the Grammys broadcast and also from uh, CBS. Hold on. I think we can just play a clip because I acknowledge I can't play much. But, you know, have you ever heard of Karen DeWitt? Yeah. Karen DeWitt. She's uh, one of the Report, most ta- talented reporters in New York State. She just retweeted uh, this uh segment from last night's broadcast uh tracy chapman and luke combs and again i think i can play this short clip with the acknowledgement it came from the grammys broadcast last night and cbs i'll just let me just see hold on so that's her actually playing live all right i'm not going to play anymore uh i I, I just thought because I saw that clip this morning uh, at about six forty-five because I heard that they uh, that they did it and uh, I was moved. I thought that yeah. and and uh, Luke Combs, who has received accolades from uh, many people for his version of that that song that uh, Tracy Chapman wrote and originally performed, I, I thought just the the two of them performing together and the way you could tell the respect he had for her. As a right. songwriter, and as an entertainer, and as a person, and I just felt it was one of the it was a nice way to start the day because a lot of times on Monday morning you don't have something that's sort of reassuring as you start your week, and and I found that to be very very positive.
4: Her debut album back then was nothing short of amazing. I think that's why people remember it so fondly. That I
2: think it was the first CD I bought. Right. Oh, yeah. The- yeah, because I had just gotten a CD player, and I, I bought four CDs, uh, the Tracy Chapman CD, Edie Brickell. Oh, man,
4: you got good taste.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think Natalie Merchant, and I'm trying to think who the fourth was. But, but you you're get right, a sense of right, my court. musical. It, it, well, actually, you know what I think the fourth was? Talking Heads 77.
4: Oh, my God. That's like... That's a all-star collection right there.
2: Yeah, so I had pretty good taste when I bought my first four CDs. So, but Tracy Chapman was one of the four.
4: Hey, real quick. I I don't see how somebody can say that that one you know say that um you know that the, that the election was fixed uh like our one friend there did him and then out of the same side of their mouth say maybe it's the other side of the mouth, maybe that's it that he was humbled. I don't see anything about Donald Trump being humbled. In fact, I see him being, and here's, here's the one, one, you can talk about Georgia. You can talk about these bags, which are, it's all been proven to be, we know what uh, mother and her daughter were passing, which a junior mince, not uh, a thumb drive. Uh, we all know the truth about these things. They've all come out. But the real thing is, if you don't believe it, then how, remember what they did in Arizona. They actually sent in that ninja group, and they actually cost the state of Arizona millions of dollars because they compromised the machines, which could then never be used again. They turned them over to this ninja group. And at the end of all this money they spent to analyze the machines and all this, they found out that Joe Biden won by more votes. So, And this was the only – I think it's the only one you can point to where they turned – they looked at every election. They did it for months. Every bo- every ballot, they did it for months, and they could And they found out that Joe Biden won by more than the original. Well, and that's
2: said. why it was so. I don't know. At, at first blush, I thought it was kind of funny, and then the more I thought about it, it was sad. These cyber ninjas, who caused all the havoc in Arizona with the voting machines, and and. In the end, they, were, they, they, they ultimately... They Trump supporters. Right. And then in the end, their audit of the Arizona vote showed, go figure, Trump lost. So, right. so thank you, you know, cyber ninjas. This is, this is
4: the state we're in in this country yeah. is that there's 60, 60-something cases, many of them heard by judges that Trump appointed, that agreed. And even Rudy Giuliani, when he got in court after he kept saying there's all these things, and he started, he'd go into court and they'd say, well, where's your proof? And he'd say...
2: I don't have any. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. And I, I know I'm in the minority when I say I'm really sad about what's happened with Rudy Giuliani over the last couple of decades. I remember when they were calling him America's mayor. I actually, Matthew, I remember when he was in um, the town of Union, was at the Heritage Country Club on Watson Boulevard. And we had a very, very interesting 15-minute interview when he was talking about running for U.S. Senate. And he seemed perfectly, perfectly normal and coherent at that point. But something happened in between.
4: Well, if you go back and look at his whole, his whole thing, I mean, there's, there's a great video, a documentary that was done. Rudy Giuliani was always the person he was. He was smarter of how he portrayed himself. He didn't get sucked in by somebody like Donald Trump. But go read the book, uh, the full Rudy, which came out way before any of this. Like, well, that- do you
2: think? Here's something, and and you you're in a unique position to perhaps address this issue, as you may or may not know. Rudy Giuliani started his career after he got out of law school right here in Binghamton. He he worked at the um, the federal building, the same federal building where you were uh, arrested at a Vietnam War protest. Rudy Giuliani had his first job working for DOJ right here in Binghamton. So do you think it was something that happened to him in Binghamton so many decades ago that caused him to Uh, eventually go off the rails? I know exactly
4: where it happened because I've read a lot about it and I've seen the documentary I was referring to. What happened was he lost to um, uh, Dave Dinkins. And he never... At, that was the time when he dis, then he decided he wasn't going to have anything to do with the African American community. He was going. He he pushed them away. He wouldn't. Uh, he wouldn't put any of them in his. Go- when he finally won, he never put any of them in his government. He was, he was, never the same man after Dinkins beat him.
2: So that that had a permanent a permanent uh, effect on his psyche. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well then. You know, it's kind of tragic then. Thank you. That's Matt from Binghamton, well-known litigator and also uh, former mayor of the Parlor City. 1134, Selena from Binghamton, you're on the air.
18: Good morning, Bob. Love your show and your bumper music. Thank you. <laughs> um, what's going to happen to us w- when the gas prices go over 4 bucks a gallon the spring and summer when they administrate the summer blend?
2: That's right. And by the way, I was in touch. You know the Gas Buddy guy. Yeah, I know the Gas Buddy guy. Yeah. I, I was just, I sent him an email uh, just a few days ago to ask him about that very thing. And let me, if you'll uh, give me a second here.
18: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll I'm, look on it lunch
2: up. Hour. I got it. Oh, okay. So hold on. I'm going to look up. And this is from the email that Gas Buddy guy sent me last week because he made that exact point. It was actually as a week ago today. Hi, Bob. I like the way the gas buddy treats me yes. with respect. Wouldn't it be nice if everybody treated me with respect? Hi, Bob. Oil prices are creeping up a bit, but the bigger increases will likely start in mid to late February as seasonality comes into focus. Refinery, maintenance, rising demand and the changeover to summer gasoline. So that was the official word when I sent my email to uh, Patrick DeHaan uh the gas buddy uh guy the most quoted oil industry analyst in america so yeah you're right um and it's happened uh, uh, when, it'll happen go, it'll happen in march maybe yeah, soon i go
18: to watkins Glen in june gas may be 450 a gallon
2: could be and by the way this summer this summer especially I'm telling you uh, what what I'm concerned about. Of course, we're concerned about the instability in the Middle East. That's a given. But I'm even more concerned about two other things. One, we have a rickety refinery infrastructure in this country. We refuse to build... New refineries, so the refineries that are still being used are too old and they're in really bad shape.
18: They're way
2: old. Yep, and and you know,
18: and they're they're even breaking down. Yes,
2: and sometimes exploding. Every so often, you'll see see uh, fireball. uh, Yeah, (laughs) like in uh, Philadelphia or New Jersey or Texas, and that's inevitable. I guarantee. No, I can't guarantee because then that sounds like I'm going out and doing something nefarious. I expect. Over the next 12 months, there's going to be at least one other U.S. refinery—a calamity. I don't know if it would be a fire or an explosion, but they're in such bad shape, and we don't yeah, build know. new ones.
18: It's gonna hurt me the worst because I run on diesel.
2: Well, that's another thing. Diesel prices already. What is what's diesel now? 450 for? I don't know. Well, it's...
18: 440 right okay, now. Okay.
2: Yeah. You know. So, yeah, diesel prices will start to slip up. If you could call it that, slip up. Now they'll <laughs> now they'll eke up, they'll and uh, so the other thing. Yes, we we have have to worry about our rickety refineries that are in really bad shape. And then
18: I was wondering if uh, most of the employees or developers are geeked or something.
2: I don't know. But <laughs> what, what I will say this: the other thing is hackers remember the hackers okay. that shut down the the oh, gasoline yeah, pipeline yeah. in the southeast and remember well. Not only were there price problems, but even worse, supply problems. Because if you get some hackers, what if the hackers, and you know who they are, yeah, they're not exactly. necessarily Chinese. I think some of the no. hackers are actually like 12- and 8-year-old girls who have yeah, nothing to they do.
18: And they're, and they, they're very
2: talented from a computer standpoint, but no. they're mad because there's nothing good on Netflix anymore or on yeah, Disney+. No. Plus. <laughs> and so they're, they will find a way potentially to hack into the uh, operations of the pipeline from Philadelphia that provides all of our gas and oil and what then if the if the pipeline that goes from Philadelphia up to Endwell there on Watson Boulevard if that's shut down by hackers and we run out of gasoline what then i mean it'll be
18: 1970s all over again yeah
2: it'll be odd even not yeah. even. They, I mean, you're right. 50 years ago at this time in the Binghamton area, gas stations were running out of gasoline in, yeah, in January and fe- get- February because they had allotments. The companies mm-hmm. would only allocate like a percentage of what they got the previous year, some cases yeah. only 70 percent of what they got 12 months earlier. So gas stations were running out of fuel by the end of the month.
18: You're exactly correct. Some on even days, some
2: on odd days. We're, and we're and gonna... by the way, Joe Biden had nothing to do with that. Richard Nixon was president. Yeah, we're Milhouse in... Nixon, a Republican. <laughs> yeah, tell me about <laughs> See? it. we going to be in big trouble. And it was Milhouse Nixon who set the the, the uh, national speed limit at 55. It wasn't Joe Biden. Can you imagine if Joe Biden pulled a stunt like that and ordered the national speed limit to 55? Well, Milhouse Nixon got away with it. If that happened today, we'd go bankrupt because of all the legal issues. Well, we'd go bankrupt because of all the rioting. Every, everybody would be burning down gas stations. If if Biden said that we had to drive 55, the first person who would be leading the protest would be Jeanine Pirro. <laughs>
18: exactly. You see what I'm saying? 119
2: miles an hour. Exactly. And she just can't help it. Thanks for your call. It's 1140. I'm Bob Joseph on WNBF. We'll be taking more calls. We're here every weekday morning. Binghamton now from 9 to noon, 92.1 FM, 1290 AM. Stay connected using the WNBF app. Now the weather from the National Weather Service, sunny today, 41, mainly clear tonight, 19, sunny tomorrow, 40, sunny Wednesday, 44. And right now, downtown Binghamton, it's officially 38, that's 3 Celsius at WNBF. (laughs) <laughs> sounds like, remember that station they used to have on the FM, the Quiet Island? It, it sounds, oh, sort of like the Quiet Island, except a little louder. 1144 WNBF. Well, we can reminisce about radio in the past. What else is going on here? Oh, WNBF.com, one of my all-time favorite sources for news. And uh, maybe, maybe you saw the story that we posted on Friday afternoon. If you didn't see it, it's worth uh, checking even now Um, we had did an update of course on the wise store closing so a food desert being created on binghamton's south side with the impending closure of wise markets the beloved conklin avenue store that has been a fixture there for so long about as long as anybody can remember remember back when they could see you at the giant then they said see you at the wise and now Gone. Gone. And uh, they still haven't said precisely why they're closing it, but anyway, we had an update on that on our website, WNBF.com. We also had an update about the uh, terrible story from last week where a worker who was helping to demolish the old parking garage above Boscov's over on Water Street was injured, apparently pinned by some concrete. Now, OSHA, the federal agency called the Occupational Safety and Health Administration is uh, conducting its investigation into exactly what went wrong. It's all on wnbf.com, where news breaks first. Hi, WNBF. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
5: Hi, Bob. This is Martin from Binghamton. How are you?
2: Good. How's it going?
5: Pretty good. Um, Yeah, yesterday morning, uh, Maria Bartiromo Interview. Anybody comment on that? But Trump is on there just shooting up this, uh lies, just like a Gatling gun. It was unbelievable from one to another. But um, uh, one of the more interesting things he said that he would raise prices, tariffs on Chinese all Chinese products uh, as much as sixty, seventy percent. Now, how the hell is that going to help our economy?
2: It's not. It means that we're going to pay higher prices. If he raises tariffs on Chinese-produced items, when you look at the amount of stuff, and I'm not talking just about uh, the dollar general or family dollar, but stuff even at good stores like Target or um, Kohl's or, well, you know, the good stores, uh, a lot of them, dare I say are made in china although now because china is getting too expensive more of our stuff is being made in places like uh vietnam and ethiopia and well all all countries you know aside from the united states but yeah if he slaps uh a tariff on chinese made goods that's that's going to cause uh, a horrible problem for people like us
5: yeah, many other things. He praised G as a very fine man. Of course, he's an authoritarian who he loves. But he also said that, oh, he believes that he can win New York State in the next election. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, even he, he, even you know.
2: if he's talking just about upstate, he couldn't even win upstate uh, this November. So he, he would do better. I'll say this about his chances of winning or of uh, performing in the uh, election in November. If he goes up against Biden again, uh, he'll do better in upstate New York than he will in the city and uh, Westchester. But he's still not. He's not going to outpoll Biden. Oh, come on, man. You know,
5: look at the population of. New York City and uh, the island and everywhere. Right, They're But, new, but
2: yeah. having said that, I'm glad that he's in good spirits because that means if he keeps talking like that, that means more of his supporters will send in millions of dollars to help pay his legal bills. So if he continues right. to right. S- speak optimistically about the outcome, that means he's going to raise a lot more money to help offset his ever-growing legal bills. So I understand why he's talking that way
5: talk about suckers i mean he was talking about you know the the people that died you know in the cemetery talking about them being suckers i mean yeah yeah veterans right they're suckers so, i mean who's who's the suckers now paying his he's a supposedly a billionaire which he can't even pay his own legal bills but he was very evasive too on uh she asked him about what would you do about iran and the current oh i can't give that away i can't say that well if you're a, if if you're um patriot you know you want to help you know where's where's your policy and the same thing about um israel and Palestinians. Oh, he would he was just evasive us One of the funnier things though he said was that I have so many grown men coming up to me and crying. They cry they probably never even cried when they were a baby, but they cry when they see me. You know, and he talked about these in twenty seventeen uh, that these oh. these farmers these farmers and ranchers came up to me and they were they were crying. They were standing behind me and they were crying uh tears, crocodile tears and they they, they played
2: the tape later, and nobody's crying. Of course not. Um, of course not. The, uh, you know, I and here's here's the thing. I understand people were very, very. Some people uh, who supported him were very disappointed with the outcome of uh, the 2020 election, and and it's possible. It's very possible that uh, a few of his supporters shed a tear momentarily after they realized the true results of the election, and then they said, you know what. This country is great. We'll move on. Uh, we'll see what happens in 2024. country will survive regardless of um, who our president is. The president, president, even if uh, he or she wanted to, could not wreck the United States of America and certainly could not wreck our spirit.
5: Well, maybe they said we move on. He
2: didn't. No, I know. He, he can't move you know. on, and he won't move on. No. And even, no. here's the sad thing. This is how sad it is, I, I say, with his, with his uh, situation regarding the, the results of the last election. Even if he wins, and I didn't say he will, but even if he wins in, in November and, and he winds up back in the White House for a four-year term. Even if I'm sure in his acceptance message and in his inaugural address and even in his state of the nation or whatever, you know, every time he speaks, if he got back in the White House, he still he still wouldn't let go of what happened to him. The loss in the November 2020 election because and we saw what happened in Iowa and even in New Hampshire. He's such a sore winner. You know, no matter what happens, the guy is upset. And so even when he wins, he can't accept victory gracefully. And so certainly he's never going to let go of, of the repudiation he received from the majority of voters in November 2020. He, I believe, psychologically, there's no way he'll ever, ever let go of that until, until he takes his last breath.
5: Well, I guess maybe it's impossible for him to be happy. I mean, and even
2: even St. Peter, as St. Peter is welcoming in him in up at the gate. <laughs> hey, hey, you made it. You made it. Congratulations. You probably didn't think you were going to make it. And probably the first thing out of his mouth would be something like, yeah, I won November 2020. So even then, hey. even then, <laughs> and St. Peter would be like, Alright, enough, knock it off Why don't you go take Go in there and head in to enjoy the buffet You're going to be able to uh, Be uh, reunited With uh, some of your your Favorite people um, You know, people like uh, Lyndon Johnson And um, Oh, who else? Uh, oh, I know who he would like to be reunited with um, There's Martin Luther King Jr uh, Oh, there's There's Bobby Kennedy. There's John F. Kennedy. They're all at the buffet. They've been waiting for you. Come on in. Come on in, buddy. You made it. You made it against all odds. Enjoy heaven. He would still be upset. He makes oh, it to heaven, easy. and he would still be, he'd be like, he'd come up to uh the beloved former, pre- or, you know, JFK, now a former guy, or other former presidents, you know, Richard Milhouse, Nixon, and Lyndon Johnson, and he'd say, you guys know I won in November 2020, and they'd be like, come on, Don, come on, we're here, we're here, we're in heaven, let's enjoy some of this heavenly banquet, you know, all, all that is behind us, that's how... That's how I see it happening. We'll probably make a movie out of that. Thank you, Martin. Hi, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you call- calling from?
6: This is Bob.
2: Oh, hey,
6: hey. How's it going, man? My God. I... <laughs> wow. I don't know. You people are nuts. Uh, okay, I have a real problem. I live with a girl with MS that had... See, at MS, I got so bad, she was in a wheelchair. I didn't appreciate you guys chuckling about Abbott being in a wheelchair. You well, liberals are so yeah. Uh,
2: well, I wasn't chat or I wasn't laughing at yeah, him being in yeah, a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, mm. he
6: doesn't run anymore. That was cruel.
2: Well, it shouldn't have been said. I admit that. Yeah, but you kind <laughs> of oh, yeah. What can I do? I can't. You know, if I bleeped everything that's going to make somebody mad, then most of the program would consist of dead air, Bob.
6: Yeah, but your program is all. Here we go, Trump again. That Martin guy, a couple weeks ago, everybody felt so sorry for him. Now he's right back to Trump's this, Trump's that. Doesn't he have any compassion for his fellow men? You don't treat a guy like that everybody, just Trump. Do you know that those liberals loved Trump before he ran for president?
2: They and I'll tell you why. Because he had, for the most part, his publicly stated uh, position on most of the key issues were liberal positions. He changed his positions on key issues like abortion after he became a Republican. Yeah. you
6: got an answer for
2: everything. Yeah, except that it's true. I mean, you could look it up. His, his record on key issues before he, he entered into uh, politics, his record was certainly more liberal than it was conservative.
6: Okay, quit running your mall. Let me talk. So I saw my girlfriend in a wheelchair and died of MS 13 years ago. And I don't appreciate somebody making fun of a man in a wheelchair.
2: All right. I'm sure anybody who said something that offended you would apologize. So I appreciate your call, and I hope you have a great week. Well, we, uh, I think we, despite, despite a slow start, we wound up with, I think, dozens of phone calls today. I'm just, I'm really, really impressed by the volume of calls and the range of topicality. This is Bob Joseph. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. We'll do it all again tomorrow from 9 to noon right here on WNBF.
0: This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station.